Welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I'm your host, Dave, and I had planned to make this intro super quick because I just worked a 15-hour day. I just got home at 9 o'clock at night after getting to work at 5 o'clock in the morning. It's not the greatest thing in the world, but... uh, I've got a. I've just got stuff I've got to talk about, so I'm going to talk about it as quickly as possible. Uh, today's episode, this week's episode, is a talk about the general state of wrestling with myself, our pals Arian Gulick and Mike Gordon, and it was recorded after we had just seen a set of NWA Power tapings, which, by the way, if you're not watching NWA Power, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. It's the most fun wrestling on TV right now. And prior to the Royal Rumble. So we don't really address the Royal Rumble too much, but I am going to talk about the the event overall itself a little bit right after I hit some news. Item number one of the notes, I have to make a correction from last week, or maybe not even from last week, from uh, for years now, really. Uh, Diamond Select Toys did indeed release the entire crew of the Enterprise from Wrath of Khan. I have been saying for a long time now, at least since last year's Toy Fair, that nobody's done it. And I was very excited for Migos releases that still haven't come out yet but that I do have pre-ordered from BigBadToyStore.com, uh, the, the Kirk, Spock, and Khan that, that have been offered thus far, and I have every faith looking at the rest of their lines. If they're going to do, like, the whole Happy Days gang and everybody from the Brady Bunch, then I have faith that they will produce the entire Enterprise crew. Uh, but I had, I've had i said many times over the years that nobody's ever done it. Diamond Select Toys did do it. However... Some of them were retailer exclusives. Uh, Sulu, Chekhov, I think Scotty. So they were weird things like Puzzle Zoo exclusives or whatever. So it's not like these were widely available. You had to jump through some hoops to put your crew together. And look, I'm a huge fan of Diamond Select. You know for a long time I was putting over their vinyl bust banks as being an amazing uh, cheaper alternative to actually owning statues. I'm a huge fan of a lot of their select figures. Uh, overall, I really love the things that Diamond Select does, but those Star Trek figures don't look good. They just don't. I've got the screaming, uh, the, I've got the con Kirk that they released, uh, and it's cool, a novelty item for what it is, but they're just not great figures, and that's how it is. So I'm I'm thrilled that Mego is coming in strong with some great looking figures that are sort of appropriate to the era. The only thing I might like even more is if Super Seven, well, not Super Seven because they're going to charge eighteen bucks a piece for them. Uh, if Funko maybe wanted to do them as part of their three and three quarter inch range, but I, I don't know that that's likely to happen. So 
Anyway, super excited about the Migos. Just had to make that little correction for myself because I discovered it, discovered it the other day on the greatest action figure resource on the internet, figurerealm.com. So go check them out if you want to look at any lineups of action figures. It's a great place. You'll spend hours there. Uh, second thing, I wanted to put over my appearance on the Nerdy Laser podcast. I believe it will be up by the time this episode posts. Uh, but I am not positive about that. I did not check with Rich to see when it was going to go up, but I had a great time, just general toy talk. We sat down and just had a conversation about toys for like an hour and it was great. It was a lot of fun and I kind of wish we'd done it for this show, but it's always great talking to Rich and I'm thrilled to be on Nerdy Laser, uh, anytime my schedule and his schedule allows. So keep an eye out for that. If you're not following Nerdy Laser, uh, go follow uh, Nerdy Laser Podcast wherever you, you get your podcasts, just like you do with Needless Things, Stitcher, iTunes, uh, Spotify. Spotify is a great alternative. I've just started using it for listening to podcasts. Uh, some of the WWE ones, that's the easiest way to get them. Uh, the New Day podcast is amazing. Uh, I've been thoroughly enjoying that. So, yeah, they're all over the place, these podcast things. Just remember to subscribe rate review and share uh masters of the universe the movie that was slated to come out in march of 2021 and is starring uh some dude from some teen thing i I can't remember his name i don't have all the information in front of me because like i said it's been a long day uh that movie no longer on the slate for sony which is potentially unfortunate for Mattel because they're launching an all-new Masters of the Universe toy line this fall. Now, I don't know how closely that toy line was tied into the movie because the movie wasn't hitting until March, uh, and these are not movie toys. These are a reimagining of the vintage Masters of the Universe toy line. So it's not like they were directly tied into the movie, but it was one of those things where like the name recognition of the movie was probably helping to get these toys into the store in a way. Uh, and if you want an equivalent of what these are going to be, uh, go to your Walmart right now and you can find Masters of WWE, I think the line is called. It's a mashup between Masters of the Universe and WWE, obviously. And they look great. They, they are fully articulated they they have the the shape and aesthetics of the classic he-man figures but they have knees and elbows and and ball joints at the shoulders and ankle like all kinds of articulation it's crazy wrists everything and apparently uh you can mix and match all the parts as well uh and they've got removable armor that you can remove almost all of the armor that's on them and make them look like just regular wrestling figures uh, I mean, in that Masters Universe style, but like John Cena's John Cena, Finn Balor's Finn Balor. I've decided I'm not going to collect them. I just don't need that particular mashup in my life, and there's just too much other stuff I am collecting now. But I think they look great, and I'll be honest, if they were 10 bucks a piece instead of 15 bucks a piece, I probably would have been even more tempted. But uh, just keep an eye out for those. That's what the Masters of the Universe Origins line is going to look like when it hits this fall. And I'm sure we'll see a lot more about that at Toy Fair. Uh, Moving along. So Masters of the Universe movie, though, live action movie, is... Which surprised nobody. Uh, And now it is time to move along to some thoughts about the Royal Rumble. And I'm not going to do another sting here. Because this is sort of news, but not really. I don't know. 
Uh, it's my lead in to the conversation that we have about wrestling because I feel like I need to address the Rumble since it has happened since we recorded. Uh, Brock Lesnar, obviously, I I mean, I'm not a huge fan of what they do with Brock Lesnar all the time. I am a fan of Brock Lesnar. I'm just not always... How he's used is frustrating to me sometimes. And it certainly was frustrating for the first 16 entrants into this year's Royal Rumble because it was feeling like this is going to literally be the worst Rumble in the history of the Royal Rumble. But then it got turned around, I feel. And and look, John Morrison, yes, got thrown right out. Kofi, Big E, uh, Keith Lee, Braun Strowman, all of these guys just got tossed. I mean, granted, some offense was gotten in by some of them, but it felt like, man, they're just killing their – they're burying their entire men's division. But the thing is, with Lesnar's reputation and the way they have used him, he's a division killer, and he's he is intentionally that way. So none of these guys lost anything by getting tossed by Lesnar because nobody has a chance against Lesnar anyway – except for our new shining white knight, Drew McIntyre, who came in, whooped all kinds of ass, and with an assist from Ricochet, who was getting a little payback from Raw, eliminated Brock Lesnar and went on to win the entire Rumble. And I've got to say, having taken the whole thing in, once it's done, once all 29 other men are eliminated, it's one of the best Rumbles I've ever seen. Because at the end, we got Edge's return. We got MVP's return. Uh, and at the end, like, usually you get down to the last four, maybe even three guys before you feel like, well, I don't know which one of these could win. I feel like there were still like seven, eight guys in the match when it got to the point where you really didn't know who might win the thing. Sure, after eliminating Lesnar, McIntyre seemed like the obvious choice, but the way that they booked the end of the Rumble, it really felt like we had true contenders in, and I think more at the same time at the end of the Rumble than we've than I can remember ever there ever being. Uh, so it was very cool. Pardon me, I'm having a little beverage to help soothe my nerves after a long, arduous day. Uh, I felt like the men's rumble ended up being great. I also felt like the women's rumble ended up being great. And we had a great appearance from Molly Holly. Uh, no Sasha Banks, apparently. I don't know if she's kayfabe injured or injured injured. Uh, and whatever the case may be, I hope to see her back in the ring doing her thing as soon as possible uh but beth phoenix 100 percent the mvp of the women's rumble with a massive bloody gory head wound just make giving her that rick flair look uh just toughing it out all the way through so she could get to her business at the end i thought the santina thing was shameful and it's a little gross that in 2020 uh we have a guy taking up a slot now granted I, you know i don't know really who could have gone in that slot uh but i just i didn't like that i didn't like it it wasn't for me and look i as you'll hear in our wrestling conversation uh i can enjoy some of the goofier stuff wwe does 
but this was not one of the things I appreciated. But in the end, it came down to Charlotte Flair winning the Rumble, uh, which is really weird because, you know, prior to the Rumble, everybody was like, oh, Shayna's going to win. Baszler's a lock. Shayna Baszler, 100% going to win. And now, all over the internet, uh, the sentiment is, well, it was obvious Charlotte is going to win, and I, I, I can't believe they went with such an obvious pick. I didn't read anybody claiming Charlotte is a shoe-in the way that they seem to be claiming she was now. And I'll tell you this right now. Charlotte Flair, for the past year, has been underutilized. And look, I wouldn't even put her in my top five favorite women between WWE and NXT. But I recognize that she is natural-born genetic championship material. She carries herself like a professional, like few others do. Her her presence, I would say, is almost unmatched in the wrestling world. Now, in the ring, I, I've got some quibbles, and uh, even on the mic, I think that only over the past year has she really come into her own. But... I feel like she deserved it. And this is, like I said, this is coming from somebody who's not the biggest Charlotte Flair fan. But I think she's been eating a lot of shit over the last year. I think she hasn't been given much to work with since she was tag champs. Um, I, I, I really... Well, wait, no. She, she never even had the tag team championship, did she? So she hasn't done anything... Since WrestleMania last year, that can't be right. I wish I, I wish I had again a little more research would have been nice. But I'm tired, you guys. But overall, over the past year, Charlotte has not been used very well, and I think it's high time she gets something to sink her teeth into. Now, does that mean I want to see Charlotte versus Becky? No, it does not. Does that mean I want to see Charlotte versus Bailey? Uh, preferable, but still not my optimal choice. And, and once again, going to online, and I hate regurgitating things that I've read online, but it does seem like a great idea that she would challenge Rhea Ripley for the NXT title. Uh, I, it would just be cool. I'd like to see that match. Uh, another funny idea, what if she challenges Andrade for the U.S. title? You know, there's all there's all kinds of interesting things they could do with Charlotte, and I think she deserves it at this point. I think she's been spinning her wheels long enough. So that, that was A-OK with me. Uh, as far as the rest of the event goes, uh, Daniel Bryan and The Fiend had a great match. I thought it was an awesome strat match. Easily the best match The Fiend has had. Um Early on in the show, if you missed Chad Gable, who I will not refer to as Shorty G because it's asinine, uh, if you missed Chad Gable versus Sheamus, go back and check that out. That was a really good, entertaining match. Uh, I don't quite understand why they have Sheamus doing this as his big return, but whatever. Uh, let's see, Andrade versus Umberto was good, but I felt the Raw match was actually a little bit better. Um Let's see. Overall, the event was good. Bailey versus Lacey was, I don't know if it's right to call it a letdown because I, I don't feel like those two have really been clicking in the ring uh, as much as their promo stuff has been good and their, their extracurricular shenanigans have been entertaining. Uh, in the ring, ah, I don't know. Uh, and and it's part uh, partly 
I think because Bailey is taken to being a heel really well, I think Lacey is getting used to being a babyface. I think that's part of it. Uh, what else do we have? I, I don't know. I'm I'm exhausted. I'm tired, and I think that's probably as much as I've got right now. If you missed the Rumble, go back and check it out. Uh, both of the Rumbles are worth watching. Uh, most of the matches were worth watching. We we had a really, really fun time watching this one. And uh, I am excited for Elimination Chamber. March 8th, I think it is. I might be working, so I don't know that I'll see it live. Uh, and then, of course, WrestleMania is WrestleMania. And this year, we have no idea uh, really what's going to happen aside from we know Lesnar versus McIntyre is happening because McIntyre came out on Raw and uh, said that's that's what I'm doing that's my shit and man that's that's a hot match which is crazy because uh, I up until recently was never a fan of Drew McIntyre often referring to him as Drew make you tired Uh, I found him boring I never cared for his characters uh, the Scottish psychopath just didn't seem to sit well with me, but an acquaintance that works in the wrestling business had always told me, man, you got to see him work as Drew Galloway. He's a completely different person. He's compelling. He's got a lot of energy. He's great. And I just never believed it. And then he came back to WWE, and while in ring he seemed more solid, I still just didn't see any character there. He was doing nothing for me. And... Uh, this turnaround that he's had over the past month or so where they're letting him show his personality, they're letting him have some humor and this cockiness and and something that's different from this Scottish psychopath bullshit that they pushed on him before. I really like this guy now, and I can see where that guy was right about Drew Galloway really being something special and developing his character when he was working the independence. So I'm stoked about this match. I'm stoked that this guy has found himself and is getting this opportunity. And uh, there you go. So that's right now, that's my personal state of wrestling. Uh, I still need to watch Wednesday's NXT. I haven't had the opportunity to because I've been working. Uh, But I'm very excited about Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai uh, and also about the finals of the Dusty Tournament. So... As a matter of fact, I'm going to watch that right now while you guys listen to me, Mike Gordon, and Arian Gulick just talking about the state of wrestling today. Enjoy. Zone? The the negative zone, but I think last time the uh, the cabana of eternal despair or something like that. I don't know. I don't remember. We're here with uh, Arian, who is hosting us. 
and Mr. Mike Gordon two weeks in a row. Howdy, yes. Amazing. 2020 is off to a great start. I know, right? I feel like we were a little light on Gordon last year. <laughs> and, uh, the, I wasn't. The listener. <laughs> I was not. So... Uh, so we've just gotten back here after watching uh, NWA Power TV tapings. We're going to spoil the next three weeks. Hosted yeah. <laughs> hosted by the inimitable David Marquez and, I guess, sponsored yeah. by the surreal William Patrick Corgan. Yes, the, the great pumpkin himself. Yeah, right. Uh, which uh, for me that uh, it was it was great it was very entertaining I recommend everybody check out NWA Power you can watch it for free on the YouTube's every Tuesday at six oh five that's right six oh five live uh, but it was just it was all very entertaining it was great we saw a lot of good wrestling a lot of good entertainment but the, the moment of Billy Corgan walking out and thanking us yeah. talking about wrestling and. Just genuinely being obviously passionate about the product that he was presenting was so weird. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's, what a time to be alive. Yeah, I mean, you compare that to like you know we were at Starcade what a month or so ago, and right. uh, they couldn't have really cared. <laughs> like they yeah. put on a good show, right? But it's not like Vince or anybody else came out and said like you know. Instead, when it was over, they were just like, "Go away." Well, they put on a good show, except for Seth Rollins and Eric. I don't think they put on a good show, uh, but we're not we're not going to do like a recap of Power. We will talk about NWA and the product they've got right now a little bit because what we are going to talk about tonight is the state of wrestling. Now we we've got a little something to sort of jump around because the Royal wrestling. Rumble is tomorrow. It is. Uh, we are or not five gonna... five days after. You know, five days previous when you guys are hearing this. My, right, and my, that's why we're not going to talk about it too much. My, my personal prediction is that uh, Outlandish Zicky Dice oh, man. is going to win the Rumble. <laughs> and uh, he's going to win the Men's Rumble. And uh, I don't know who's going to win the Women's Rumble. Uh, I, I'm going to. You know, it's not, I think WWE also doesn't know who's going to win the Women's You know, I'm not going to name any names, but I think you'll know who I'm talking about. I think there's one lady in particular that's definitely not going to win the Women's Rumble. <laughs> that maybe botched a couple of moves tonight. I'm going to take out right now my outlandish Zicky Dice sunglasses that I just purchased and put them on. And uh, fellas, so you're, you're seeing you're seeing life. In I feel pretty outlandish. Outlandish. Uh, but we're we're going to have a conversation about the state of wrestling right now. We're not going to get into specifics or about the, the wrestling that we're watching and enjoying. Well, yes, which brings us to our first point of order that. Now I don't, Mike. I'm actually not sure where you're at on that, but I I'm not watching AEW. I I don't have access to it because I don't have cable, and I like I could probably ask somebody for a password for like a a log on to watch it on TNT's website. Sure, but like I just I watched the first episode. I've kept up with the news of it. Uh, I read recaps. Uh, whenever I read about or hear about something that sounds particularly interesting, usually involving Chris Jericho, uh, I'll watch that. I like to watch MJF promos. MJF is great. I, he he was my favorite part of what I... I watched the first two episodes. Yeah. Uh, after his heel turn, he's been incredible. Uh, chef's sketch. Uh, 
overall, the product really just doesn't grab me. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest and say that some aspects of it I find really weirdly and poorly booked, mostly the women's division. Uh, I think that's a fair criticism. Sure. But uh, we're not going to talk too much about it because sure. we don't watch it. Mike, where have you been watching it all? No, I uh, I've been interested and supportive. Um, I was really excited at the beginning, um, not only because I'm a Jericho fan, but just because I thought you know here's a chance where you know we're going to get a new product. They're going to do new things. Uh, you know, they made a point to say like, oh, uh, matches are going to like wins and losses are going to count. Um, and I thought we were going to get a product that was going to be a step that was different moving the business forward. When I saw that first episode, I was like, oh, I'm sorry, my bad. I thought you guys were giving us something different. Instead, they were giving us something that they were missing, which was WCW. They were giving us uh, old school WCW, and I was not... I mean, I like WCW, but that's not what I was kind of hoping that it would be. Well, it's it's old school WCW without the big stars. Well, yeah, I mean that's. I mean, look, I mean it's got some big names in it. I mean, big names of today. Uh, well, we're but... we're we're already getting into territory I didn't want to get into too deeply because, like I said, none of us are watching the product. I don't want to sit here and trash AEW because it doesn't deserve it. It's something that I feel is great at what it's doing, but it just so happens that none of us are particularly interested in what it's doing. I don't know if it's great at what it's doing, though. That's the thing. I've been, I've watched, what they I've want. watched, I mean, sure, they're getting, they're getting ratings. They've already announced they're going to do a second show now, uh, weekly. Um, Which, I know, right? Boy. <laughs> exactly. But, but I think, I think so many people are unhappy with WWE that they're, like, when I hear chance of AEW, it's more like, N- we, not, don't, not, we don't want this. Right, they're, they're not right. saying we love AEW. They're saying we don't love WWE. Right. We don't well, love that product. And I think that's what it's doing. It's giving people an alternative. I don't think it's necessarily a great alternative. Because, look, there's some great folks in there. And I, like I said, I watch like occasionally. And I love Jericho. I love what the Lucha Brothers are doing. Yeah, um, this is the first great. time I've got a chance to watch Kenny Omega, who... Now that I've seen him in the ring, I now know why he's like one of the, considered one of the best in the business, um, and and so there's and and what Cody's doing and all that is is fantastic, um, but you know they they brought back some some old announcers, some old like pyrotechnic skills, like they just it just seems like it's a repackaged product to me. It's like uh, tonight when uh, David Marquez mentioned the Royal Rumble tomorrow. And people started booing. And I was like, hey, shut the fuck up, you marks. You're going to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Don't be ridiculous. Is it? And that's what it is. It's that, like, hey, WWE sucks. Yeah. And yeah, WWE sucks sometimes. Yeah. But overall, they're still responsible for, you know, pretty entertaining product that we keep watching. So there's something there. Except when Bobby Lashley is on the screen. And then, and then I don't watch. Is fair? Or as Mike calls him, Booby Lashley. Yeah. No, I just call no, him... I just call him... That reason to hit the fast forward button. Channel flipper. So, uh, what, what I... What I want to start with, with you guys, is... Where did your wrestling fandom start? Uh, probably the same place yours did when I was... Uh, 
pretty young growing up in the South, watching uh, old NWA on Channel 17, and especially Saturdays, watching that big, long block of like, programming, night. like on Channel 69. Yeah. Uh, like, just, I mean, I remember watching old, old actual glow matches. Yeah, right, right. Like, in the mid to early 80s, so... Yeah, it was, you know, it's it's just something you kind of, like, you kind of grew up with it in the South, and, like, I've, I've, I've got a complicated relationship with the South. Sure, uh, of course. Uh, but, uh, it, it's something that stuck with me. Uh, my dad took me to see uh, a battle royal at, uh, it might have been, it might have actually been center stage, but, uh, like, Magnum TA won it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So it was, it was back around that time, like the mid-80s. I never got to see any wrestling live because my parents were mostly against me watching it at all. Yeah. But uh, same deal, the the late night Saturday show. Like, my Saturday nights were huge because it was Saturday Night Live, Doctor Who, and then wrestling, like, until early in the morning. But I remember the moment that it became something bigger to me than just something I watched on TV was when, I, and I've told the story before, but it was when King Kong Bundy uh, attacked Hulk Hogan after a match uh, with, it was Don Morocco and uh, Bob Orton. I was getting ready to say Randy Orton Sr. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Uh, Same but, uh, and, and it was, it, it was horrifying. I thought the Hulkster's like back was broken or yeah. something. And that was, I, it, it got me. And I wasn't, I didn't even necessarily, like, I loved Hulk Hogan as a pop culture icon, but I didn't necessarily, wrestling-wise, you know what I mean? I had a a similar, like, uh, mark-out moment when, uh, after a clash of champions, when uh, it was the one where Flair had just defended against Ricky Steamboat, and he'd beaten Ricky Steamboat, and, uh... Terry Funk showed up as an interviewer. Oh, yeah, yeah. To interview him. This is when they turned Flair face. Right. And uh, Terry Funk, you know, he's like, you know, so what you, what you got going next, champ? And, I, like, I didn't really know who Terry Funk was, uh, but I knew who Rick Flair As far was. as you knew, he was just an interviewer. Yeah, and, like, uh, you know, Flair's like, yeah, you know, I don't know who's next on the horizon for me. And uh, Terry Funk's like, how about you give the old Funker a shot? <laughs> And uh, he's like, listen, man, you know, you, you, you haven't really been around lately. I, I don't know that you really cut, necessarily can cut to the front of the line. And Terry Funk just beat, beat the, the dog shit, shit out, out of him. Out of yeah. him. Like, yeah. it, kayfabe uh, injured his neck to where Flair showed up in, like, a neck brace yeah. over the next several months of WCW programming. And it, it, obviously, at that point in time, like... I'm like eight or nine. Like yeah. I, I believed yeah. it. I was like, "Holy shit!" No, that's what I. Th- I mean, I thought Hogan, so you guys, Hogan was legit because that's like yeah. now that's like in you know. I mean, I must say that's not a thing that I experienced growing up because I didn't get involved with pro wrestling until much much later. So by the time I was involved with it, um, which is only about twenty twenty five years ago, like I knew going in, it was not like right. you know, it was not it was just performance. It was entertainment, right? right? But you guys were hook, line, and sinker into the cave. Oh, 100%. 100%. Oh, yeah. When I was a Because that doesn't even happen now. Like, now? It's, it can no. you imagine, like, kids don't... I mean, 
we saw we heard a lot of kids screaming, you know, yeah. and, and they're into it and everything when, when we're at these events, but I don't think they really I think some do. Maybe. Um I, I think so. I th- I think because if you get if, if you can remember now now Mike, I know this is more of a stretch for you than it is for me and Arian, but if you can remember being a kid, important details slip past you. Uh like when Sorry. I've when I've watched movies with Phantom Junior like that I watched when I was a kid and I'll sit, like something like The Goonies. Yeah. That in my mind was a kid's movie. But then it turns out they say like shit and queer every five minutes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is horribly inappropriate. But as a kid it just kinda went past me. So I think I think you've probably got until eight or nine, ten years old, probably, where kids aren't really questioning it. They aren't. Uh, you just kind of see it, experience it, and take it at face not, value. They're not following Braun Strowman on Twitter to see him hanging out with his opponent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I, I, I think, I think that's still there for for younger kids. I, 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 mean, I don't know. It wasn't for. Uh, for Phantom Jr., it wasn't because I had to explain to him very early on that uh, he he came to see me do announcing at one of the Six Flags shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, what seven years ago now? I guess it was in an MCW show. Yeah, yeah. and uh, they had Leatherface, a guy that's, dressed that's as Leatherface, and I had to explain to him. I was like, nobody's. This is all fixed because he had like once he found out Leatherface was fake he had some questions about some other stuff and yeah. we, we we had the talk ah. we had the wrestling talk yeah because I can remember I mean it, maybe it's because I grew up in the northeast uh, although I can't use that as a as sole excuse because I know a lot of my friends I know a lot of people who grew up in you know the northeast that love wrestling certainly you know New Yorkers uh, although I was in you know, Massachusetts. So, um, yeah, but it was, uh, you know, I don't think my, you know, I think you need a family member to care about it. And my dad didn't really, I mean, he was into real sports, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't think he saw any value in in pro wrestling. So, but it was hard to just completely ignore it because, you know, like when, it was it, WrestleMania three. You know, when uh, the Hulk and Andre thing. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you know, everybody. That, that was hard everybody, everybody in the country knew about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know if I knew it was, you know, if it was uh, scripted or not. Uh, but, um, and, and certainly, of course, as you mentioned, the Goonies, but, you know, that whole wave of rock and wrestling. That came through. I mean, yes. you, you couldn't ignore that. That's and, funny. That the, the Cindy, Cindy Lauper connection yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the whole like music video with them, and the whole like yeah, Cindy Lauper and Captain Lou Albano and and Hulkster and Roddy Piper and and I think that's why I've, I've I've always really admired like Piper as well, just because I've always and it was a shock to me that he like never was like the WWE champion ever. When yeah. I found that out later, because I was like, but he was like the main bad guy. You know, like, right. nope, he was he was not yeah, really. He wasn't. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny how he was one of the highest profile guys. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, really wasn't even a major foil, necessarily, like he was on the cartoon. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's all, that's all I really knew of that. So, and then fast forward to many, many years ago. It's sort of the tail end of the, um, the uh, Attitude Era. 
Um, and I'm flipping around the channels and I'm watching like The Rock and Gold Dust and Triple H and Jericho and I'm like, this is pretty awesome. Um, and then I'm, and, and I'm hooked. And that got me hooked and I've been hooked ever since. So I've been hooked more. And, and I, you know, I watched the tail end of the WCW years. You know, yeah. I was involved with the Monday Night Wars to a bit. Um, but I never had a lot of history with the, like what you call the big guys in, in WCW. I always liked the, you know, the first couple hours or the first hour or so where they're, you know, you got your cruiserweights and your Eddie Guerrero's and, I mean, that's why you're, for me, you're man of a thousand and four holds, Chris, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dean Malenko and, and the radicals and all that stuff like that. I uh, mean, I just ate that stuff up. So that, that was what the draw was for me. Um, that's that's about when I came back into it because I, I watched while I was a kid. Once yeah. I got into high school, I kind of drifted away. And then, Same here. Uh, I had a buddy James uh, who's a filmmaker now. Well, he makes music, fans and everything. But anyway, uh, James at the time was kind of mentoring the band that I was in, and he was huge into wrestling and convinced me to start watching WCW. And this was right before the big Hogan turn. So this was 96. Mm-hmm. Uh, and was, so we started watching, and it, it was fun. It took it took some adjusting to get, you know, because by that point I knew what the deal was. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was able to get into it. And then that Bash at the Beach was bonkers. Yeah. Like, watching that. I got back into it post-turn. Yeah, so like and, once, well, the end, and that's what, once the NWO was actually already a thing. And, and but that's what happened is that that and then Austin is what made it so big in '97 to probably about 2002. I would say yeah. is of, of our lifetimes the 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 high water biggest mark. it's been because even even '80s WWF as much as we love it and as big as it was in pop culture. I don't think you, I don't only because there wasn't as much entertainment out there was Hulk Hogan as big as as he is. I mean, he's the biggest name ever in wrestling. But you have Austin and Rock at the same time, yeah. which is insane. Yeah. Um, and then WCW, just that that war. There was nothing like it, and there never will be again. No, there's no nobody's. Uh, Not enough. I, I hope there will always be multiple wrestling companies out there putting shows on. It's it's better for it's better for the people who work in the industry for 100%, it to be that way. Hundred percent. It's and it's better for fans to have options. Like right. I don't like. I don't necessarily enjoy AEW, but like I'm not going to tell you you shouldn't. No, uh, and no. like I would I would appreciate it if uh, you, you shut the hell up about NWA to me because I'll fight you. I want uh, <laughs> I want AEW to sure. I want AEW to succeed. I want it to flourish. I want it to get to the point where it is offering something that I'm interested in watching. That would be um, nice. But you know WWE is untouchable. It's never going away. Nobody's ever going to beat WWE. No, that's a hundred percent impossible. I don't. I don't believe that there's anybody out there that's too big to fail. Um, I think WWE is too big to fail because I do think that you know. I mean, and all it takes is you know a couple of bad steps, and they could be in a position that they don't want to be in. But I will admit that it's unlikely. <laughs> I mean the. The machine that they've got is is it's almost like Disney. 
You know, it's like right. The machine yeah. that they've got is like it's gonna. It would take a lot of mistakes in order for it to fall. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't see that it. But I mean, you know, it only offers. You know, it offers certain things. Um, and and unfortunately, it, it should. I, I think we get frustrated because it should offer more. I think it offers a lot more than we generally give it credit for when we're just having a conversation about WWE. But we'll we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, Right now, I want to talk about what you look for from wrestling, uh, and you can be as specific or as general as you want. But I'll I'll say this: uh, obviously, I want to be entertained. I think that we don't even need to say that. But when I'm watching a wrestling match, I want to believe that these two people are trying to beat each other. Yeah. Uh, which is why I'm not interested in acrobatic exhibitions in the way that a lot of people are. And there's a place for that. Uh, but the matches that I love are the matches where it looks like two people are fighting. Where there's very little standing around waiting for somebody to get into position. Where you get caught up in the action and you don't know, oh, he's standing that way because he's getting ready to do a Hurricane Rana. Or he's right. like, you lose track. And uh, I like punches and kicks. I'd rather see a, a well-thrown punch than a dive from the top turnbuckle to the floor, no matter how many spins. I mean, I think do, I'm largely the same way. Uh, I'll I'll just say that certain people can do certain things and it's like I would rather see Ricochet do crazy flippy shit than throw punches and kicks. Well, and Ricochet is one of the rare guys that can do a lot of flippy stuff. He can stuff do both. Yeah. And and make it look convincing. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And it makes sense in the context of what he's doing. And I'll just say <laughs> I want to see that, but I also want to see I don't want I don't just want to see it because they're the two people that happen to be told to yes. get out there and fight. I want I want there to be a reason. A reason. Motivation. And like this is one of the things that like one of the notes that I've said. Uh, like there for me there's two good things that make a good wrestling promotion, which for personally my two favorite promotions right now are uh, Domestic NXT, NXT UK is pretty good, but it's also its own weird little thing, uh, and I don't keep up with it too well. But NXT and NWA are my two favorite promotions going right now. I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, and the reasons thinking about it, uh, Moxie's favorite promotion is Mike Gordon. Yes, she, she's very. She's like, dude, you're not petting me. Uh, are the, the keep it simple, stupid principle and making titles matter. Uh, like, and, like, I feel like NWA has gotten away with this because they just started. So what they had to work with was, we're just starting, here's your introduction to all these characters. Also, here are the titles this is what everybody's here for, is to try and get these. Yeah. Which makes complete and total sense. And, like, I feel like a lot of it, and I'm trying not to, like, be overly negative about things that I don't like, 
I'm trying sure. to really keep it positive, which is difficult for me. Uh, we appreciate that. Uh, is my dog making out with Dave? Uh, it's just the chicken nuggets, man. Yeah. Uh, so, I feel like WWE, like, could benefit more from, like, just trying to keep shit simple and making things more about the titles than they than they do these days. Because, like, what, let me ask you, when was the last time, uh, or even, when did Shinsuke Nakamura win the Intercontinental title? Who did he beat for it? <laughs> when, when was the last time? He, did, he beat, did he beat Bobby Roode? Mm, no, it's a good question. Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't. Yeah, know. I don't know either. Yeah. When was the last time he defended it? Although, to be fair to WWE, even if they had presented a compelling scenario there, I wouldn't necessarily remember it because, man, I don't remember things like that like I used to. Sure, but like my point is. They don't do a good job of making it compelling. No, very often when somebody wins a secondary title, they disappear from television for six months. Yeah, it's it's insane. We're and, we're and fortunate that Nakamura is still on TV, and not only <laughs> is it insane in general for it to be that way, but it's especially insane when on both your shows you kind of have absentee main champions. Like yeah. Brock's not there all the time. And, like, The Fiend's kind of there, but he's also kind of not there. Well... He's in this uh, weird limbo state. Yeah, I can't, I can't agree with that, because, I mean, Bray's on every single show. Yep. He typically has the biggest segment on every single show. Uh, and, and look, if, if we want WWE to do different and more interesting things, that's 100% what Bray and The Fiend are. So, I mean, they, I, I can't criticize is. that. And the fact that, like... Story-wise, it's amazing that everybody he's faced has changed and turned heel. Yes. Like, in a way that I'm like, wow. Or like turned his, from heel to face. His, well, right. I mean, yeah, he's his, changed them. Yeah, it's not, yeah it's, right. It's, um, and, and, yeah, so he's like, they've really done more with him and that character and that championship I, I than wish, they have done within, like, in a long time with anybody. Yeah. I wish, the, I wish his matches were better. Well, sure. And I also wish that they ditched the red lighting. I like complaints. I like the red lighting. Me too. Um, I, I I think it's different. I think it's cool. I think it goes along with his character and being weird and disorienting. But I agree with you about his matches. Um, other other than like the second Seth Rollins great. match had some interesting spots to it, but like overall, it was like his matches are just kind of boring squashes. Yeah, or, and they're not even really squashes. It's he gets the ever-living dog shit kicked out of him, sits up, and puts the animal claw on you, and you die. It's Well, I mean, it's what they used to do with Cena, and it's before that, what they did with Hogan. I mean, it's 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 almost this weird reverse super babyface yeah. kind of thing. But, so, anyway, like, the two things that I really... Good really, job not complaining. Yeah. The, the, the two <laughs> things that I really, really enjoy are... Keeping things simple and about titles. And I, I feel like when you do that, uh, it's just easier to book a wrestling show. Uh, now, I, I, like some people... NXT like is great 
at what they do, but what they do is kind of one-note-ish. Like, it's just, here's a bunch of awesome wrestling, and it's all in the context of wrestling, and there's, like, you're not going to have, like, at least not in the past, like, year, year and a half-ish or so, not since the, like, Velveteen Dream, Aleister Black, Say My Name thing, I really, I don't think there's been, like, a big story that isn't just about, hey, I'm awesome at wrestling. No, I'm more awesome at wrestling than um, you. And I don't agree with that, because we were just talking about Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai um, and how compelling that story is. And I think on top of that, we get a degree of character work in NXT that we they, haven't they seen do, for a long time. They do, they do a great job of developing characters and making you care about them, but it's know, usually in context of... I want to be the best wrestler. No, I'm going to be the best wrestler. I'm going to beat you up over it. And, like, the, the Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai thing, you're correct, is not that. But for the most part, it's, I'm going to be better. I want to be the very best. Well, so what in. you're saying let's, is... Let's keep it simple. What you're saying is you wish there were more wedding angles in NXT. No. no he's not saying I'm that. I'm not saying that at no. all. No. Yeah, it like, sounds to me like that's what you're saying. I'm saying that if you wanted to make a criticism of NXT, that would be one that I I would potentially agree with. Uh, um, you're not wrong, but that's like kind of what I like about NXT. You're making the picture blurry. Stop moving. There you go. Um, I like that it's about it. You know, they're doing what AEW said that they were going to do. It's yes. about the titles. It's about athletic competition. Yeah. Uh, but they do have just enough of that that sauce that it's not just like an amateur wrestling show. Right. I I feel they they've maintained a very good balance of that. I'm very satisfied. Yeah. Um, I want. Speaking of character work, I want to know these characters. I want them to get the opportunity to show me who they are. And rather than have a writer make who they are. Yeah, and that's one thing that I wish, like, full stop, WWE would steal from NWA is, like, the promo style where people just walk up and say shit. Well, and... You know, we had for a brief time that SmackDown post show where Miz cut the promo of his career on Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was <laughs> then so it, then great. It went away. <laughs> I, that was so great because it gave all. That's where I grew to be a fan of Baron Corbin because he would go out there every single. He took advantage of that. He went out there every single episode and worked on his speaking skills, worked on his character, and that's why I'm down with that guy. Because he had the opportunity I, I've to come show ar- me I've come around on him since he stopped dressing like a waiter. <laughs> that's that's um, just me hating waiters. But that's, I don't hate waiters. They need to give these guys more opportunity. These guys and, and women. Like um, what Asuka and Kyrie Sane have been doing lately. They're just weirdness and craziness. Nobody's, yeah. nobody's writing that down for them. No. They're doing their own weird thing, and it's the most compelling thing WWE's doing right now. Becky Lynch cut the best promo she's cut in a while yeah. after Asuka spit the green mist in her eyes. Yeah. Um, you know, that was very real. That felt like Becky Lynch talking. It didn't yeah. feel like 
somebody handed her words. Right. Uh, and I want more of that. I want... Because you can tell. Even, even Drew McIntyre showing a little... Oh my gosh, McIntyre. I'm on Team McIntyre now. <laughs> since they've been letting him sort of have some humor and stop doing... And he actually... I read an interview with him where he yeah, said... Yeah, I read that one too. I'm not really a Scottish psychopath, but now I'm kind of getting to do more, you know, Drew Galloway, yeah. who, who I am. Um, you know, that's that's great, man. That's what I want. I want to, I want to let these people get by... You know, yeah, to tell them, here's what you need to talk about. Obviously, you have to do that. You have a show to run. You have a format you have to get across. But let them do it in their way. Because you can tell, and it goes, it's the same thing as with the wrestling. You can tell when it's organic. You can tell when, tonight, Eddie Kingston. He's like, I show. think he thinks it's real. <laughs> no, he... Like, he should be teaching promo class. Yes, he should. Like, he is electric. Like, every time he has a mic, it's just like... You, you, what you the can't. fuck's going to happen? Right. Like, and when he... Like, when he first went out there, like... Because, like, his body language is like, nah, it's cool, it's cool. But then he just flipped the switch. Yes. He's like, I will fucking kill you. And yeah, I'm just like, he's, I he's believe amazing. that guy will fucking kill somebody. I should mm-hmm. gouge your eyes out of your head. <laughs> yeah. I think he might gouge his eyes out of his head. <laughs> Meanwhile, Pope's selling it. Yeah, Pope's uh, like great. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, those uh, two guys are great. If they go into a long-term program, that's that's just gold. Well, and I like that they right now. You know, they're sort of managing the teams to right. Yeah, to set the, it up. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I want. I want. I want compelling characters fighting. Fake fighting for reasons, not just because this is who you're, you're booked against this week. Right. Which, don't get me wrong, there's also a place for this is who you're booked against. Because sometimes sure. you need to have matches just for the sake of having matches, yeah. and I don't mind that. But I do like a feeling, oh man, I owe everybody a beer because I didn't turn my phone off. Um, Sadness. Because that, you know, when you have something like a Survivor Series, where people who don't like each other have to work together, like... You do need to maintain a sense that this is your job, and to a certain extent, you got to do what you got to do. So sometimes, yes, you go out and you just have a match because you have a match, and the reason the the finish may be planned, yeah. But wrestling to me is still a competitive sport because every single one of them is going out there to do to look the best, right? To have not necessarily to have the best best match on the card, but they want you to remember them more, right? And like you can just even with the guys tonight, like uh, like you can tell the, the for the ones who appreciate what the crowd gives back to them, Matt like Cross, Matt Cross, you mm-hmm. can tell yes. he was one hundred percent invested in what he was doing. Yeah, and he loved getting any reaction from yes. the crowd. Like he not was, as much as Rock and Roll Express loved it. No. But I mean, <laughs> or big for it. With Ray Ricky Morton literally hanging out of the ropes, going, "Come on, rock and roll, rock and roll." Right? But I mean, you know, they're 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 having they're nine hundred and thirty years old. They can get they're, away. They're with it. they're having their fifth wind now. Yes, so it's fine. Uh, but but yeah, like I, I want. Like, if they don't believe 
in what they're doing, I'm not going to believe in what they're right. doing. And, and like, you can I'm tell not when they're just out there getting a paycheck. Yeah. Right, right. Like, Mike, what what do you look for from your wrestling entertainment? Well, when I you know when I got attracted and invested in WWE in particular, but during the Monday Night Wars, uh, it was apparent to me that. Uh, they knew, like, every wrestler on the roster had a story, had a, had, you could tell, like, what they were about when they came out. Now, granted, they had, like, multiple shows to do that, you know. They uh, had Heat and SmackDown. Right. So, but I mean. Shotgun Saturday night. So there was, but, like, every time someone came out, like, you kind of knew if they were heel or face or what their deal was and what their moves were. Here's Val Venus. I wonder what, what his deal is. <laughs> I mean, but. I feel like people looked a little more distinctive back then, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, now everybody's got a beard and dark trunks. Yeah, and they I don't think they do enough of a good job of, like, telling they need us... Some, they need some outlandish Telling people, us yes, what they do. each character... Who each character is and yeah. what they're all, all about. Yeah. And that doesn't take much, but yet they still... And with the... You and, know, and, and, for with, the and for the ones who get social media now, you'd think it would be easy to do that because they have platforms they don't need to, like, spend a lot of time on Raw, even though they have right. three hours. <laughs> they they don't need to spend a lot of time on Raw to do it. If they don't want to, like, they can go just have, like, a few tweets or whatever. Here's, so Here's a perfect example to me is, like... And for the record, like, I, I love War Machine slash War Raiders slash the Viking Raiders experience, whatever you're calling them. Uh, those guys are great. Uh, but, like, at the end of the day, they're just, like, a couple bruiser dudes. Yeah. Who cosplay, I can't even, I don't, I cosplay, can't even tell you which, what their names are. Cosplay, Eric and Ivar. These guys, Thank you. yes. I, I don't know which is which. Hanson and Rowe. Do you know which is which? Um... No, you don't. Okay. <laughs> I, I know. I, I knew which one was Hanson and which one was Rowe really before they talked it up. But like, I know so, But anyway, so up until oh, recently, those guys were ostensibly a big deal because like they'd come out and just beat the shit out of everybody that they like they got put in the ring with. But they were beating the shit out of them in matches, and they were beating the shit out of people you knew. Right now they're but, doing like, two minute squashes against nobodies, and it means nothing. Right, and, but so my point is, like, those guys were put in a position by the company to be over, and like, the, and this is not a knock against them, but they're kind of boring. I agree. Uh, whereas, like, you have someone like, and like, for for those who don't know, I am a huge fucking Tyler Breeze mark. I will admit it. <laughs> Uh, I love me some Prince Pretty. Prince Pretty. He is fucking incredible. Like he went to the trouble of developing, like a like a hilarious, believable. Uh, like it's it's hard to come up with a funny wrestling character who still can put on compelling matches uh, and, and be like, I'm good at I'm good at this. Right. And like he for me anyway, it worked. But like. WWE, they just never fucking tried to do anything with him. And, like, it just boggles my mind. Like, he's... Like, dude's talented as shit. His character's funny. It was interesting. Like, the Fashion Files thing he and Dango were doing for a while there was, like, over his shit. But, like, they just never put the belts on him. They never fucking took the next step with him. Well... And, and it, I feel like... 
they're really hesitant to pull the trigger. Like, remember when, like, remember, like, two years ago how over Braun Strowman was? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know what, I don't know what they've done with him. No, I Jack mean, he, shit. The, the, the worst has happened. Like, he starts, like, a couple weeks ago, he got out there and danced. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's dancing Braun Strowman. Which, for the, for the listeners, those of you who don't know my, and then I, I, the only reason I feel this way is because I've heard so many wrestlers say it over time, uh, but, but specifically. Don't ever let Vince Don, you Don dance. Callis, uh, said don't. If you're a big man, don't ever let Vince see you dance. And yeah, and that's what happened to uh, Kurgan. Kurgan, yeah, he, he said, "Don't let him see you dance." And that's anytime there's a big guy because it was Lars Sullivan was the last one I called it on. Which, granted, he never even got the opportunity to dance, yeah. uh, and probably never will. But that was I was like, I'm telling you right now, he's going to get called up, and within a, six weeks he'll be dancing Lars Sullivan. It's, I, I kind of want Keith Lee to get called up to the main roster. Oh, jeez, just don't dance Keith Lee. <laughs> but, yeah. like, at the same time, like, he... I, I feel like he's so personable and so wants to please that, like, he'd be doomed. Like, he would he would be doomed. Like, stay in NXT forever, Keith. Like, like towards the end of last year, like, I, I think I messaged Dave. I'm like, it's it's really weird to see Keith Lee and Rhea Ripley... Like so over. This is right after Survivor Series because I love the shit out of both of them. <laughs> and I'm like, good things don't happen to people I like. <laughs> so I, I'm nervous for the both of them. Yeah, I, uh, I I experienced that for the first time last year when they called up Alistair Black and they called up Ricochet yeah. and they called up uh, EC3, uh, Lacey Evans. And they called it. EC3, come on. Nobody cares. I wasn't worried about EC3. No. Um, uh, And that Lars Sullivan was part of that as well. And I thought, because that was the first time, that was the first kind of class of NXT that I got really invested in. in. And and I kept hearing about all these people who were, you know, NXT fans that had their guys get called up. And to to see nothing happen with them. And so I was really like... Uh, you know, defensive of them when they were on the main roster, and and man, I'll tell you what, when they first called up uh, Black and Ricochet, they used the shit out of them. Yeah. They were on like every show, every other. Well, show. I mean, they like, still are really. Well, Black went a long time where he didn't do anything. They were, but that was when, been that was before consistent. the brand split, so yeah. they were always on. They were had a match on Raw, they had a match on SmackDown, they yeah, had a match yeah. on NXT. They, they were wrestling like four times a week. They, they were and they were working an Adam Cole schedule, but. NXT does a very good job, I think, of uh, defi- helping define the characters. Yes. So that um, so by the time they come up, they're you know they're unless they make changes to them, you know, then uh, they should be kind of good to go. The other thing I, I want to see, and I've noticed this with NXT in particular, and with two years ago with the women's quote unquote evolution, like. You could tell that with the NXT folks, because they were, you know, wrestling to get called up, and you could tell with the women that they were they were putting it all on the line. Yes. Every time they went out there, it was there was never like just a match. They they knew that these were opportunities. Yeah. And they knew like the, the people involved would give it everything. And they weren't sometimes they weren't the most best choreographed matches, sometimes there were botches or whatever, but the intensity level was there. Yeah. 
And I don't, you know, if it's a sloppy match, I'm okay with that as long as the intensity is there. That's why I yeah. like Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch isn't one of the best, like, well-choreographed, you know, smoothest wrestlers around. But she's got that intensity yeah. that when she's put together with a great opponent, that it just makes for a memorable match. That's why I've always felt like that Austin comparison is pretty accurate because she's she's got the meat and potatoes. She's yes. not flashy, yeah. but when she goes out there, you believe it. Yeah, yeah. So I want to I, I, I want to see that kind of intensity. Uh, if you know, and too unfortunately, too often, the as much as I liked people on the main roster. They would just be in matches that, I mean, they would just be like, one, two, three, do their move. One, yeah. two, three, do this move. One, two, three, do this move. I like to call move. it the, the Randy Orton special. Yeah, although, look, Randy's been amazing Randy's lately. been on fire. I can't, I can't, like, and I've put, never... Putting him in a program with AJ been, has been great for the both Never yeah. been a fan of... Well, I think it goes before that. When when he was He's wrestling Jeff, with Jeff Hardy. Hardy. Yeah. That's when all of a that's sudden I when, thought, like, oh, Randy's like... Is he cool? Like he's, I'm like, he's, he's, cool. he was into it. You could tell he was into the yeah, program. Yeah, and then I don't remember who he, he's, after he's that. He's definitely but. having a, a late career renaissance, but like for years, it's just like a Randy Orton match to me is like it's it's like empty calories. Mm. It's, it's like it was. It's You're like, right. It's You're like not wrong. The, He's like the corona of wrestlers. There were times when, like, well, when that, you know, a few years ago when he was out there and Jericho returned and said he was there to save us from Randy Orton. He was there uh, and he was yeah. back to save And I was like, yes, you are. Like, that was perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and, and yeah, but even Randy stepped up. Like, last year at WrestleMania, it was Orton and AJ, right? Mm-hmm. And this year, it's probably going to be the same thing. And I'm like, you would... I'm okay with that. Last year, yeah. I didn't give a crap. This year, I'm like, I'm actually happy that that's, that's a thing. But I do hope they can kind of figure out a little something to do with the OC. Because sure. I feel like they're really over. I feel like they're doing great work, but they're just kind of... It would be better. great if there was a division for teams, specifically. <laughs> if only <laughs> there, was there were such a thing. <laughs> uh, we got a, I got a few other things I want to cover. Uh, no second evolution event. Evolution it's, should one hundred percent be an annual event. I agree, uh, and I think it's especially, really especially since you have a a, a male oriented Saudi Arabia event yeah, every year, and right? Like twice, twice a year, and like I feel like since Ronda's left, the focus on the women's division on has, the main roster has been shit. Has been weak. Yeah, uh, wrong, and. I feel like it's also it's further. It's like it might not be such a big deal if the women's division in NXT wasn't so fucking good, right? And we I, can see that some. Well, I will, one of the things about I NXT, will say I'm I will, not going to rag on any of the women that are on the main roster, though. I no, think no, all no, 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 it's not the women. They're no. it's the, no. it's the booking. It's the way it they're being the used. Like we like, got a tag team division. We got a tag team, but they don't do much with. Well, right. you know, I can't. The, the current champions? Right now, the program is so good. The current champions are amazing, but they've got no one to... Right. Even though there's right. like three other teams. Well, here's what drives me crazy. is The Iconics were the tag champs, and were their character work is so good. They're both very good in the ring. Um, they're both competent. But right? they're... 
I, I, I disagree. Give him, I'd give him way more than kind I disagree I, completely. I, yeah, I don't agree with that <laughs> at all. <laughs> we, go, um, we are on opposite sides on that yeah, battle, my friend. Uh, <laughs> they, they are... They were great for the division, but they didn't do anything with them. I don't miss them. Um, <laughs> I don't miss them at all. Um, <laughs> but that said, well... It's to the point that Becky made when she became champion. She's like, look at all the women that were champions. And they didn't do anything to elevate this title. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, I've elevated the title. Now, unfortunately, you know, it's one of those situations where once you get the title, then it's kind of like, what do you do? Well, she's only as good as her competition. Exactly. And they haven't. It's not that she doesn't have competition. And you can't keep having her face sharp. It's right, exactly. And I feel bad for Charlotte right now because she should be doing. Yeah, what is Charlotte's so bigger thing? Here's this is like kind of inside baseball-y, but like if you look at it over the last couple of years, it's true. Like they don't want to split up wrestlers who are couples, and Charlotte and Andrade are obviously a couple. But they're in this weird, like, like handcuff situation almost because Andrade's mouthpiece slash manager is married to Alistair Black. So, like, all four of them basically have to be on the same show. That doesn't I think mean that, they can't. That's fine. That doesn't. That doesn't mean that they can't. Sure. Like, like two weeks ago, they my, started. My, my they started a is, great storyline. My point with Charlotte is, Charlotte and Sarah Logan. Yeah. But then they did nothing with it. Right. And but, well, like, that's my, the thing. My, is two my weeks in a row, those two were had fighting like cats and dogs. Really good matches. Yes. And then, but the it's second it. week, Sarah Logan just lost, and that was it. Yeah. I'm like, like why? My, my second point is like. Becky and Charlotte shouldn't be on the same show. Not well, for a while. I don't see. The don't thing is, you've got, you've got four horsewomen, right? That What they consider the four horsewomen. Sure. Sasha. Because Bailey. we weren't even talking about Becky Lynch two years ago. We were. It was all about Sasha. Speak for yourself, Mike Gordon. Yeah? <laughs> no, I was. But nobody. But I mean, you know, Sasha was the big draw. Like, Sasha and Charlotte. Sasha and Charlotte, right? And then, but it's always That's funny because to me, Becky and Bailey have been that the, they're my far the, superior picks out of those four. They they look all four of them are are probably the best in the business, right? Mm. You could argue, but let's put them like just set them there. When Sasha's a heel, yes, which yes. she is now. So, um. The, but the way they mix them up and the way that they just don't know what to do with them and they can't keep facing each other, so they've got to raise the other women up, the, right? And the, they, just, they just don't. I don't like, know, like, what there's a big deal space is, bar like, between SmackDown them. is such a mess in general. But, I mean, like, the Asuka women, was there, the women's but division, not there. The women's division on SmackDown is so... Like, and, and, like this... I, like, I don't want to, like, just spend all of this bitching about WWE, but, like, specifically... One thing that annoys the ever-living dog shit out of me about WWE is just them saying, okay, this is the way this is going to be now, so you just have to accept it and not putting in the work to make me believe. Right, like Lacey Evans. Evans. Right, right. They'll tell us things for no reason. Like, all of a sudden, like, all of a sudden, the woman whose entire gimmick has been telling everyone... You're superior. Yeah, like... Yeah, you're nasty. Right. I'm supposed to believe she's Liberty Bell. Well, like, yes, she actually is Liberty Bell. Like, she was a Marine. She's all this shit. 
great, but, like, do, like, you know, like, do a slow shift and change of her character. Don't just, like... It's, but it's I like, will say, it's done, and Bailey and Sasha and Lacey Evans are doing great with it. Yeah, and, and, and you might you might rag on SmackDown, but their women's I think their women's division, what they're at least all of them are on TV. I mean yeah. you've got you've got Sasha, Bailey, and Lacey in a program, and then you've got um uh, Fire and Desire and uh Carmella, Carmella and uh well, no, Dana Brooke. Brooke. But I mean you've got uh Mandy Rose and what's her name? Otis and and then you know, you've got, oh you've yeah got, you've got you've got uh, <laughs> Bliss and Cross and I think yeah. like they're on TV like all the time and I'm I'm always entertained by everything that they're doing because they're always great yeah um, whereas I can't say that for Raw like you take we away now wait second, just a minute which is nuts because Raw's three hours the long. biggest storyline on Raw features. The ravishing Russian Lana. No, no, it doesn't. She gets plenty That's, of television. <laughs> no, too much. <laughs> all right, all right. We gotta uh, let's talk about some good things. Yes. Um, for instance, Seth Rollins. Speaking of characters, now has a character. The, Monday, the Monday Night, Night Messiah. Messiah. I love it's the been Monday a Night Messiah. Fantastic heel turn. Yeah. Um, and, and, and they're actually doing shit to elevate other people. And like, the storytelling yeah, with Buddy like Murphy Buddy and Murphy. Alistair Black oh. was the that series of matches was amazing. And yes. the fact that all along they had a point. Of those matches, yeah. they weren't like, just sending well, them out I, like, there. I, to was, have a I don't know if they did that all along, but I was. In, I don't know what I, when I the, feel the like kicked I, in, but I, I think like they was rewarded Buddy because they realized that those matches were. Uh, but he lost them all. Like yeah. it no, was, but still, they. I mean, they. I, I. I think they were telling that story. I, th- I think they. Weeks. I think they. So you give them a lot more credit than I do, but I'm glad. Well, here's Here's where I give. Here's where. Anytime I think, oh, WWE is just a bunch of buffoons that don't plan anything and don't know what they're doing, I look back at what they did with Ronda Rousey, and I recognize that they are capable of telling incredible stories and protecting talent and doing the right thing. So when I look at something like Black and Murphy and think, like, boy, that really worked out, I'm more inclined to think they... They planned that because look, how many times has something organic happened and WWE stomped it out rather than going with it? Right, but yeah. I think I think I think the same thing happened that was, that was happening with Buddy Murphy. I think the same thing happened with Kofi last year, where it's like, oh, we didn't mean for that to happen, but look, we're just rolling. Well, with but it. that was literally that was literally due to an unforeseen circumstance. Sure, sure. I, sure. I feel like they. they I don't had, think when they originally had Buddy Murphy knocking nah, on like, Black's door, I don't think that's what the plan was. I think they they had some incredible matches, and they were like, oh, well, we've got ideas for Black. We don't really have any ideas for Buddy Murphy, but we should reward him because he's been doing so good. Let's put him with well, and, and again without. I feel like once they had the second match and Buddy Murphy didn't win, they had the plan without Maybe getting too behind the scenes. Be. It came out pretty early that Murphy was one of Paul Heyman's guys. Ah, yeah. oh, gosh, and, and that Alice, he intended Alistair to Black push him, and that's why he Alistair Black started getting some stuff. What, what I guys. what I do appreciate though about you know if we're talking about Raw and we're talking about things that we like and we're not talking about Lashley and Lana at all. Um, <laughs> What we're talking They're about, not your though, favorites, Mike? what we're talking about, though, the Black Buddy Murphy thing was was 
it was great. The matches themselves were great. The, the ending, the way that it ended for Buddy anyway, we don't know what's happening with Alistair, but the way it ended for Buddy and having him included in that uh, group, uh, I think is a, is a masterstroke. Um, also, I will say the stuff they've been doing with the U.S. title between Andrade and Fantastic. Rey Mysterio and uh, Umberto uh, Carrillo has been just a blessing. I, I'm like, not that's, sold it's on... A, it's a reason to watch. I'm not sold on Umberto yet. Oh, man. He's got all the in-ring he's a little. In he's a little young, but other than that, I mean, he's doing what... He's doing amazing things. Oh, yeah, he's, doing, he's getting the job done. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward... Look, I'm looking forward to that match... Uh, at the Rumble, and by then, and by most people know how it turned out. I don't, I don't expect him to win, but um, I'm finally. Glad I don't. To I see. don't think he should win. I'll, I don't either. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll I don't either. I mean, well, Andrade is the guy. I just want. I want Andrade to have yeah, a long like run. They, like they had like su- such a long start and stop. What the fuck are they doing with Andrade for like over a year? Yeah. Yes. Like talk about somebody coming up from NXT. Yep. Yeah. Like all the fucking talent. Yep. And like ability in the world and fucking charisma. That dude, like, he, like, like, I believe, like, all of his matches, like, he's trying to beat the shit out of somebody. And she is the best manager in, I'll say, oh, in, she's in the business. Yeah, no, in she the is. business. Like, she's, she does stuff. Well, except for Eddie Kingston. Sure. Well, let's see Eddie Kingston climb on a ladder and stop the guy from getting the bed. He would, but he'd do it by stabbing him in the face with a screwdriver. Yeah, that's true. Eddie Kingston's more just killing time for homicide. All right, so we NXT recently renamed the NXT Women's Championship to the NXT Championship. It's fine. I don't care. Whatever. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. The, the so now league. there are two NXT championships. That's weird. Okay. I mean, I, I, is that in response to and, and is look, that in response to Tessa Blanchard winning? No, it's, it's supposedly in response to Becky on um, backstage. Backstage talking about and and they totally misinterpreted what she said. I feel like Becky. Well, and she has come come out since and said. Her point was not that there should be no distinction between men and women. Her point was that people who are good should get time. That it shouldn't be, we have 12 matches, there are going to be three women's matches and nine men's matches. There should be 12 matches and the people who are best are going to get on TV. She's right. Uh, And I agree with that 100%. And as somebody who is on the side of the, let's just call everybody an actor... And get rid of the whole actress thing because it doesn't. I, I I understand that that makes sense to me, but I think the blurring the gender lines in wrestling is a little silly and unrealistic. Um, you know, Tessa Blanchard notwithstanding, and, and I've, I, I we were talking about this on the way back to the uh, back to your place. I watched the street fight with her and Sammy Callahan, and I went in like, this is going to be ridiculous. I don't like intergender stuff like that, because in general, realistically, uh, an average woman is not going to have a successful fight against an average man. Now, China, obviously, was not an average woman. And I think what they did with her was awesome, and I, I feel now like, I think what they did with Tessa Blanchard is awesome because yeah. I watched that. If you can, if you go on YouTube and watch 
The street fight, I haven't seen any of the actual matches, but yeah. the street fight is very believable. Yeah. I am uh, being married to a woman who could easily whoop the shit out of me. <laughs> um, I, I got I got okay with intergender man, man, matches when I was watching Lucha Underground because they did that a lot mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Taya Valkyrie with Eva uh, yeah. and I I thought it was fine. Um, I, I would, understand I that there's like, that I do not could kill like ninety percent of the rock. I don't, don't want to get somebody like Braun Strowman who decides he's going to challenge. Yeah, I don't want to say I don't want to see any woman in the in the ring with Brock Lesnar. Right, like um, because I'm just gonna because look, I mean, I have that problem already with AEW because their women's champion looks like a twig, and I don't think I don't take her seriously at all. But well, I don't think. That should happen any more than I think. Who's the little tiny guy in AEW? Marco Stunt? Yeah. Then I don't think Marco Stunt should be fighting anybody. Like, right, it's right. just about stature um, and the way that they're presented. Now, if Ronda Rousey had decided to go after, like, the Intercontinental Championship, you know, that's fine. But I don't think... I think having a women's division... Is reasonable. Yeah. I don't think where we have, we're headed as a society we, with gender roles. We have the women's divisions in sports, right? Like in real sports, so right. it makes sense that we would have it in wrestling. I don't sure. see the, the and there's enough talent that you don't need to mix it up. And if they want, I, I think maybe the step would have been calling it the men's heavyweight championship. Like if they're going right. to do that, right. add men, right. There should create the distinction. There shouldn't be a women's Royal Rumble and then a Royal Rumble. No, no. There should be a women's Royal Rumble and, and a, a men's Royal Rumble. Rumble. Right. 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 Exactly. exactly. Yes. Like, that's where the distinction should like, be. Yes. We should bring, bring the men down. Like, it should be, like, bringing the men down a notch and raising the women up a right. notch so that they're on they're equal. Yeah, I don't right. want to see. I don't want to see Keith Lee going after, like, you know... <laughs> There's enough shenanigans going on. I kind of like to see like stuff anyway. I kind of like to see Keith Lee beat up Britt Baker because she's a goddamn dentist. Now we've already we've already talked about this a little bit. I'm going to throw my my super hot spicy take out there. Okay. And I'm going to watch Mike Gordon's face while I say it. Oh, no. I'd rather watch something objectively shitty like the wedding. Than something mediocre like insert person versus person here. I would rather watch that Lashley and Lana wedding than watch No Way Jose versus Mojo Raleigh. Right. Okay. I'm not. I, I fast forward through both. So sure. But I would rather the wedding exist than that generic match. I, like here's here's the deal. I agree with the spirit of what you're saying. <laughs> In general, like, there should be a variety... Like, I want, like... Like, there should be, like, space for, like, all sorts of different shit. Like, weird-ass carny murder clowns and, uh, like, who... Like, their alternate... Uh, like, their... So children's al- show host. Yeah, puppet show host. <laughs> like, there, there should be room for that and, like... Yes. Shinsuke Nakamura and, uh, you know. Oh, by the way, Sami Zayn. People cry so much. Let Sami Zayn wrestle. Let Sami wrestle. He's the best manager in the business right now. No, he's not. I, what? 
Melina still. I'll, I'll put Melina. Melina. I'll, I'm not, not, I'm sorry, I'll put Zelina Vega over Sammy. Oh, I think I think Sammy's phenomenal. I think he's elevated everybody he's worked with. Um, I don't think that's true. And I, would, I think he's completely unnecessary for wow for Shinsuke Nakamura to get over. Yeah, I disagree. Wow. So, yeah, I don't. I don't agree. Wait, who, do you disagree with that? I, I disagree with Mike. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, sorry. I, 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 I would. I disagree, but I, I would. I'd say I'd still rather see him wrestle. And, Me and too. He's on TV lots every yeah. week, yeah, not destroying yeah. his body. But, so like, good for him. But sure. like, and, mean, and to go hey. back to what Dave said, though, like, I, I agree that there should be a variety of shit going on, and that like the, you know, like you don't want just everybody's going to have a match to have a match. All the time. Sometimes you need to break it up, and like if you do get, like the 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 era that like most people associate with the height of uh, like in ring competition, the SmackDown Six, like in the early to mid two thousands on SmackDown, uh, like the the main angle while that was going on was. Uh, like Don Marie revenge fucking Tori right, Wilson's right, father right. Death. So like Did you say Tori Amos's father. Tori Wilson. <laughs> I said Tori, wow, things got weird. I said Tori Wilson. Uh, you, okay. you heard Tori Amos for because that's what I wanted to hear. He did. He did. Yeah, because you just wanted it to be that weird, but it wasn't that weird. But it was plenty weird. It was still time. plenty weird. Yeah. Poor Look, Al, poor Look, Al Wilson. May he rest in peace. Twice. Uh. But uh. Yeah, so like this has always been going on with WWE. They're always gonna do weird ass corny drama shit. And like I said earlier, like keep it simple, stupid, and focusing on the titles is cool for me, but like the the shitty fucking wedding got like ten million YouTube views right. or something. It, it got them. And, like, attention. the ratings because everybody up. wants to see, like, you know... What kind of train wreck it was. They, no, everybody wants to see, like, Lana have naked and cake. I mean, that's not a big... But, real quick, let me address the Sami Zayn thing. You are correct in a general sense that Nakamura and Cesaro do not need Sami Zayn... I didn't say Cesaro didn't ...to be successful. I didn't say Cesaro didn't In WWE, though, they do. Maybe. But... Let me address the wedding thing. Okay. Because I'm not saying that they should ban weddings from WWE. Lord knows there's been some really fantastic, silly ones, right? Yeah. Over the years. Um, and I, I put I'm going to put uh, Billy and Chuck exactly, at the top oh, of the yeah, list. Yeah, absolutely. I would put them near the top <laughs> yeah. as well. I mean, I don't think anything beats, like, you know, Test and, and Stephanie and that. Whole yeah, thing. yeah. That's the top, right? Yeah, but, you're right. You're right. But, um,. But they've had some insane ones. That's why I'm like really curious to see if they how they handle like the some of the weddings with some of the people like the real uh, connections that are being made backstage. But let's I face it, anything really anything with Bobby Lashley is going to be a train wreck. So, like in my opinion, so so like that that's why that. But I will agree with you to the point where like they should never ever. Just put two people out there to kill time, especially when one of those mojo like, rolling. If you are, if you are like responsible for any sort of entertainment whatsoever, 
especially that involves storylines. And I can tell you this from a, a writer and a person who just loves watching shit. Like, there should never be a reason, like, just, oh, well, we don't know what to do. Just put these two people out there to kill some time. That should never, ever be a concern. And to be fair, I don't think that happens much. I don't, I feel like it happens less now. So there was a time where it seemed like it was happening a lot. Like, they didn't seem to know what they were doing. And I do get frustrated. Like, sometimes it'll just, you know, like, that's why I'm not a big fan of squash matches. Like, I am not a big fan of squash matches. Like, you know, just to have someone come out and, like, oh, Braun Strowman's going to beat this guy that we've never seen before. We all know how this is going to turn out. I mean, if Braun does something really cool during it, then maybe, but... You're not a fan of Eric Rowan killing nameless jobbers and, like... That storyline could go to hell. (laughs) Well, you know what's funny is I was going to say that doesn't bother me as much because at least there is a story involved beyond look at this giant person kill this little kid. Yeah, but it's been going way too long. You know what? They can just keep doing it forever. It's fine. Here's my problem with it is, like... Nothing they're ever going to pay it off with. Right, right. right. Will be exactly. Satisfactory. Yeah, so they might as well just like let unless, it like just go. Unless he's got Vanguard One, and that's why he keeps getting shit keeps getting cut. <laughs> <laughs> spinning blade. And it would explain why Motor when he Raleigh. looks in the cage, yeah. you get that POV shot. Yeah, because that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> He, he captured. Uh, you may have. You may have figured it out. He's got Vanguard. Like, so That'd when I see great. stuff like that, it kind of bothers me. You know, like when they just truck out Matt Hardy now. Like, and I'm like, so, yeah, so this terrible. is the way. I mean, I know. You know, well, he's like, not going to resign. So like, you're just going to burn what you have with him. And, but it's like, but I mean, this guy. <laughs> This guy should be treated better. I mean, he's a legend. He's, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. We all know he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. He's that's be... how you treat a Hall of Famer? Yeah. No, that's well, not how you treat a Hall of Famer. And, like, again, who really knows? Like, we're just speculating. Right. But, like, as far as we know, this is part of some big story. It's but, not. Like, Vince, <laughs> I don't know that. Vince seems real petty. Vince I, seems that, real fucking petty. He does. With the way that, like... The revival's been treated specifically, and Matt Hardy now. Like dudes who are. I think the revival's been doing fantastic. They've been getting on TV. They've been doing their thing. The revival's been on TV way too much to for anybody to say. Yeah, I think anybody who's on TV, you know. They're, Anybody who's on TV and has a story, and you know where they're coming from, and what their motivations yeah. are, that means that they're getting time. Yeah, like Matt Hardy just gets shoved out there, and, and they go like, "Hey, everybody, it's Matt Hardy. Watch rather, him get booked." I would, I would rather not be on TV than have the Usos have make me rub Usi hot on my balls. Well, that was a stupid thing, but that's the thing is is they've got a job. They go out there, they do that job. And yeah. they use that to get themselves over. I mean, that's what the business has been for decades. True. If you get handed the yellow polka dots, you fucking put them on and make the best of it. I mean, yeah. that's that's oh, the business. No. I wish there was less of that in the business. Yeah. Uh, I wish that storylines were better. Like, motivations were better. The whole, like, oh, you guys are shaving each other was just dumb. Like, but in this day and age, it doesn't... You know, it doesn't it doesn't hold water. That that was that was dumb um, <laughs> for a locker room full of people who do that. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Like, that was ridiculous. Yeah. But as far as getting a goofy thing to have to do, uh, you know, that's how Dusty tested people in NXT. Don't even get me started with Shorty G. Go back and look. Yeah, that's really dumb, too. <laughs> but he's taking it. And, you know, it's slowly, you know, he's, I don't, not, he's I, not dressed up like a basketball player. Look, I don't. Which I didn't understand at all. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think that uh, Chad, I don't fall, find fault with Chad. No, I just feel no, it's unfortunate not. for him because he's been, he had to change his name that way. I don't yeah. think he should have had to do well, that. Well, especially when he goes out there and has a match with the Revival, who aren't even as tall as he is. And now he's getting just beat by Sheamus every week. And, yeah. and that doesn't, you know... I mean, which I wanted more out of Sheamus when he came back than the same thing he did when he came back like three years ago. Yeah, like I'm gonna attack a short guy. Like, come on, man. Yeah, I, like, I, I mean, like, they, how cool would it have been? Like, you know, and this I just throw out there, and unfortunately, you know, I, I sort of fantasy book in my head, and then I sort of ruin it for things uh, because I might like, see the potential. And stuff. I've tried to stop doing that. But how? But but how cool would it have been if, like. You know, Sheamus had come after Lesnar? No. How cool yes. would it have been if Sheamus had come out and immediately destroyed um, Cesaro? And they had a like a, a month or two like feud. Well, I mean, that's how they got started. Right. They had but, but they, seven series. Right. That's true. But you could bring that back in a way and then have just Sheamus go over. Right. Like, like, like see, that Because we all know Cesaro is not going over. <laughs> exactly. So, but he can put people over. Yeah, and that 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 skill to me is as tiny. valid as it's ever. Like it took me a while when I first started watching wrestling to get it. Like that was one thing that I took. It took years before I finally understood. Wait a minute, the goal for these guys really behind the scenes is behind the scenes isn't to beat up each other. The goal for both of these guys is to make one another look amazing. And and well, sell for each other, and that's why tonight. And that's right. We were cheering for Andre Gunn, even though we didn't know who the heck he was, right? Because he was facing yes. Um, what's his name? Royce? Was it Royce Isaacs? Yeah. No, he was. Yeah, it was Royce Isaac. Yeah, because he was such a good heel. Yep. That even though we didn't know who this kid was, we were cheering for him because yep. Isaacs was such a good heel. Absolutely. And that's why some of my, my favorite wrestlers, my all-time favorites, were good at both. Like, I think Jericho's good at, as great at, at doing both, at yes. putting himself over as well as other people. Yeah. Um, as, is, as was Eddie Guerrero, as was yeah. one of my favorite wrestlers of all time is Christian. Because he could put anybody over. Um, and not make himself look terrible, in, like in in the process, you know. I think um, I think being a good babyface and a good heel is is very rare. I wouldn't even necessarily call Christian a great babyface. Oh, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about whether they're face or heel. I'm talking about whether they sell or they don't. Like a baby. Oh, okay, okay. Like, like, yeah. I mean, because that's a whole different thing. Like, um, you know, well, that, that's because there aren't a lot of people that can do both. You're That's right. why Daniel Bryan's so fucking good. Yes, yes, yeah. and that took me a while to figure that out too. Um, Daniel Bryan's good. The Miz is amazing uh, at selling for people. Yeah. Uh, and, and it takes you. And, it takes, like, and that's why Ric Flair probably will be until I die the best ever because he could sell like a motherfucker. It's true. It's true. I can't. The it's Flair it's hard for me to say who's the best ever because um, Michaels. 
Shawn Michaels. Michaels had if he had, had the breaks hurt, in his career that he had, he's because man, good. watching that guy. When he like, is, I'll, I'll never forget when he came back and had that street fight against Triple H. Mm. And like he hadn't wrestled in years. And he thought he was gonna die. Yeah, like every time he did anything. <laughs> Here's the problem with Michaels and Flair as candidates for best best of all time. Michael's career wasn't long enough, and Flair's was way too long. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, but like, I feel I, nobody ever. Like, I guess Michael's career because you got to go all the way back though to him being in the Rockers too, right? Sure. But, I'm I'm gonna go with Michaels. It's hard to argue. I don't I don't begrudge anyone for hanging on too long because they all fucking do it. Yeah, sure. Like sure. every single one of them. But the problem is that Flair has almost as much of his career where like his post, matches post like late nineties. Real great. Mm. Yeah. Uh as great matches. We gotta wrap this thing up. Yeah. Um I've got a few quick points to zip through. Anybody else notice? No more entrance videos. Now it's just a name that flashes. <laughs> they don't do entrance videos anymore. Hmm. It's literally just a little graphic with the name on it, and that's it. Well, one thing that I think the this is like how the WWE in particular is saying we have way too much money. Those stupid little computer graphics that they put in front of like uh, folks. Like just does nothing for me. And are you talking about the ones floating? Yeah, I, I, I love just, I think that. That's I don't like it. I think it's we'll, ridiculous. We'll it's oh, like we I have like way it. too much money. The little, the little bliss crossheads. I like the, the, I like the crossheads. There's like show a dog, up. and then like the. No, the dog. I like that stuff. They'll show, like they'll show back up at WrestleMania. I guarantee you. Well, uh, if, no, if they, they do them. Get, they do them on Raw. If they did them at WrestleMania only, that would be one thing. But they do them all the time. I like them. I like. I, I'm more on Mike's side. All right, top of your Ch- head. Champa still has his uh, glass shattering NXT. Yeah, that's good. Video. But it's not. They don't do the. You know, it used to be like a, a package, right? Yes. I know moves, what you're saying. And those are gone. No, you gotta you gotta move things. Like, All right, you can't just real quick. This is unfair, <laughs> sure. but off the top of your head, top five wrestlers right now, current right wrestlers. now. Number one is Daniel Bryan. Uh... Shit. Uh, are these are these just my personal top five? Yeah, yeah, your personal. Okay. Not like they changed the industry. Just like <laughs> number the five one, you like number one is the Daniel Bryan. Number two is Keith Lee. Number three is Rhea Ripley. Uh, number four is Shayna Motherfucking Baszler, and number five is Becky Lynch. Um, number number five is Becky Lynch. Oscar, flip a coin. Yeah, that one's tough. Um, Shayna Baszler, Tommaso Ciampa, um, Asuka. I just blanked. Thinking about storylines real quick. Um, Bobby Matt Lashley. Riddle. <laughs> Bobby Lashley, for sure. That's my fifth. No, Matt Riddle. Now, Matt Riddle. I 100% thought would be where you, you Keith did, Lee is right yeah, now. Yeah, you, you also like weren't high on Matt Riddle at first. Well, no, I hated his character. 
Yeah. I recognized that he was good. I just hated his character. And I still, I mean, look, I, I wouldn't want to hang out with a dude like that. Right. But he's so over and he's so fucking good in that ring and believable. Yeah. yeah. Everything is believable. I want. I really want to see him fucking have a match with Brock before Brock hangs it up. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But, well, before Brock starts, stops being good. Now, are you guys selecting only WWE guys on purpose? No. Uh... I think okay I, because I just want to make sure because I don't I don't I don't I mean even though I kind of pay attention a little bit to the others to the other uh, promotions out there, um, I, mine are all going to be WWE as well. Yeah, I, I and even like look, I, Nick, I, Nick Aldis is in my top ten, and that's Nick Aldis. As he's, much he's, as I think he's the greatest current champion, um, I can't honestly say he's one of the most compelling. Uh, he's fantastic. Wrestlers. He's fantastic at what he does. Yes, like, he knows how to get a reaction out of a crowd within like ten seconds. Yeah, and it's fucking visceral. Like he will compel a reaction out of you, and he gets in the ring and is a ring general. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Nothing is wasted. Um, he's he's just like, he's, even when he's standing on the apron in a tag team match. He's doing something that adds... And it's not just, hey, look at me. It's, how do I make this the best possible match it can be? I can't come up with a fifth. I can't come up with a fifth person that I'm just like... I thought you said five. I guess... No, I didn't. I never got to a fifth. I guess it would be Becky Lynch. I mean, she's been kind of cool in her jets lately, but I can't say... Like, I want to see her do stuff. She just, up until just recently, really hasn't been. No, Adam Cole. But now, but now... Oh, uh, well, look, Adam Cole's... I mean, he would make my top ten. He's turned me around, even though he's a tiny little boy. But now she's finally got a uh, an opponent worthy of her. Yeah. And now I'm excited again. Like, yeah. I'm like, okay, you know... That match I mean, is going to be the fucking shit tomorrow. I think so. I think so. I hope so. I hope nah, so. it's... Like... Um, they're... Because they're... The only couple times they've been in the ring together have, have been fucking awesome. Like, even in, like, the tag match at uh, TLC, which, unfortunately, Kyrie Sane almost got murdered at, but... Yeah. So, Mike, you're... Uh, my five, I'm not, you know, um, just off the top of my head, uh, Becky Lynch, AJ Styles, uh, Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole, baby, and... Baby. Uh, Shayna Baszler. That's uh, I mean, that could change. In other right, and that's the thing is like it also. There's other people that I I tune in. like I can tell I can really tell easily um, uh, who I like because I don't fast forward through them. Yeah, uh, you know, like yeah. like oh, I want this is on the map. Okay, you know, um, you know, I I, will, I, I, I do want to like. Throw out an honorable mention to Roderick Strong because that dude has had like he's, some great. Of, he's amazing. He's, he's had some of the best fucking matches of the year. Yes. Like his match against Matt Riddle that that, that earlier this that year. match that they had at Survivor Series with him Nakamura and AJ was. I mean, you kind of like who's this Roderick Strong guy? But yet he holds his own with those two. Well, it was he's great. He's been around for sure. Forever. The Messiah of the Backbreaker. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Best tag team. <sighs> Shit. I'll, I'll start this one, uh, and, and granted, they just got back, but I think the Usos. 
Oh, the Usos are Hall of Fame tag team. I, they are. Period. I'll back that. Incredible. I'll back that. It's it's hard because like the w, like the WWE doesn't do a very good job with their tag team divisions on right. Raw and SmackDown, and so many of the. Like really good tag teams on NXT have been called up in the past year. Yeah, but the Dusty uh, Cup was phenomenal. Well, yeah, and like, I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and say Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Okay, like they're fucking incredible, and I hope they stay a tag team forever. Uh, I hope they stay in NXT forever. But I feel like <laughs> I don't know who thought of teaming up uh, Riddle and Dunn. Give them a give them the cup because like, well, well, they're gonna they're gonna win it. And man, that match is gonna be ridiculous. Ridiculous. And their matches have been and insane. I, I just, I just want to say, like, I am very fucking pleased that Grizzled Young Veterans <laughs> have gotten a chance to shine in the Dusty Cup because Zach, like, okay, James Drake is just kind of a dude, but like Zach Gibson, like, like Dave tries to fucking throw, uh, you know, praise Baron Corbin's way for only wanting to be a heel. Zach Gibson is who Baron Corbin wants to grow up to be. Like, that dude does not want you to ever fucking cheer him once. Like, he will go out of his way to make you hate him. And, it, like, he'll make fun of you for where you live. But it's not gonna, it's not gonna be like, oh, you have a dumb sports team. It's gonna be like, uh, like, <laughs> like, the thing that he said, like, was it all, all you neckbeards here at Full Sail? Uh, the, when he said the, the all you uh, hipsters pretending you know who Alex Shelley is. Yeah. yeah that was great. That was great. Yeah, but that's this is the first I've ever seen of this guy. So. He's so fucking good. He's so fucking good. Like, I'll take your word for it. Go, like, the, the next I'm time... I'm not going to go anything. All right, fine. <laughs> what, whatever he does from here on out, I'll, I'll you know, when he's in the next tee... But I'm not going on the YouTubes or anything. Right, there's fine. there's too much wrestling to watch as it is without well, going stuff back. Down. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's see here. That's pretty much everything that I had. Were there any specific things, uh, Mike? Anything? So uh, let me ask you guys this. So okay. here's a good. Who's someone, and you can pick any promotion. Who's someone right now that you should, that we should keep an eye on that you think is, you hope, is got great things ahead of them. Like, well, that you hope if you'd that... Add, if you'd asked me six months ago, I would have said Keith Lee. But, like, that's too obvious of an answer right now. Like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he's, he's, he's obviously got a rocket The minute in Survivor him. Series, they, they put him against Roman. They, they, they... I mean, they, they pulled the trigger on him being, like, you know, the thing. Yeah. I think there are a lot of people capable of huge things... But is there anybody in particular you're rooting for? It's hard to say. Now, Here, here's I'm some, rooting for. Yeah, who here's, are you, here's who somebody are that I think for that you hope like becomes Here's somebody like, that I think is it's almost impossible for them to fuck up is Matt Riddle. Oh, I don't know. They can I feel like they've already made a weird misstep by not and and maybe they feel like he's not quite ready for it yet. But my gosh, earlier this year I thought that guy would be the champ by now. 
I, I feel like he's not ever going to be NXT champ. He's going to get called up. straight over. Well, I, mean, I don't up. think of it as called up anymore. Yeah, I don't think they think of it as called up anymore either. Yeah. Not since yeah. they got the I USA think, deal. I think, I think it's, just, it's their third promotion now. Right. Yeah. I don't, we, we, I, I don't see I'm it as transfer over. Um, like, but some will. You know, obviously, like, I think there's some need there. But um, I, I think a, a feud with him and Brock is fucking money. Yeah, like, I would agree with that. Like what, Ridlin Brock? Yeah. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. Although, if I had my druthers, Brock would just be gone. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm over I... it, and I understand he draws, but I'm I'm just tired of yeah. that. I would like to. I'm tired would... of him being champion. I, understand. Like, I I'm sick of absentee like yeah. Yeah. Like, main champion. Yeah. Well, and it's so limiting because, like we just saw with Rollins and Murphy winning the tag titles, you know, it's it's sometimes you need a championship to elevate a story, and Rollins' faction needed gold. Well, you, you can't... It can't be Brock's title, right? And the it U.S. Can't title be is the U.S. title, so it's got to be the so tag it titles. had to be the tag titles. It could have been the U.S. title. They just would have had to figure out some other way to. I mean, well, and, and and Andrade because needs that for his story, right? Because now. AJ and Randy don't need the title. Yeah, but Andrade's got it now. Andrade's got the title. Oh, that's right. Never yeah. Mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. No, he right. needs it. Yeah, you're right. He does. <laughs> you're right. You're right. He does need it. Okay, case in point. You're right. No, AJ and Randy don't need anything. They're, no, they're no, on you're right. fire. Yeah, they're exactly. Great. Which they, is proof that you they, don't... They could have just gone and gotten the 24-7 title, Dave. Which oh is proof gosh. that you don't even, you know... Although I was sort of mad at Randy for doing that, like, promo where he's like, I'm gonna, like, I might not be able... Like, oh, I thought that was great. It, it ended up being great, but oh, I, I was mad for a little while. But it, was, I kinda, I but it worked hope, for me. I kind of hope that it's a triple threat between AJ, Randy, and... I'll tell you... I, I, I'll tell you who to keep an eye on. We, we saw him tonight, um... Two youngsters named Robert and Ricky, <laughs> who I think I think they got, really have some yeah, good years yeah, ahead of them. Yeah, I think they're really going to set this I, wrestling like, world on fire. I, I love they're, they're definite Hall of Famers. Yes, absolutely. No, they're, they're, they're current Hall of Famers. Uh, <laughs> they're past Hall of Like I, I love that. Like they're doing stuff with them. But at the same time, like, I'm also happy that they lost the titles at the pay-per-view last night. Oh, yeah, yeah. That needed to happen. They, they yeah. couldn't. It was, it was fun, and we can enjoy it as long as it's a nostalgic, wow, this is really cool to see this, right. but they don't need to be the champs. No. I don't I think, know. That stuff, there are a lot of people. Uh, Mia Yim, I think, is awesome, but I don't know how old she is and how many years she has ahead of her. I know she's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. She's uh, like early thirties. Like I think she's got. She's got. She's got more her, tread on her tire than Shannon Baszler. They does. just brought like I guess in the indie scene she's been feuding with uh, this one woman like Mercedes. She, Martinez. Yeah, they just, uh, brought, yeah, her, yeah. They just brought her yeah. up. So expect big feud there. Um, I Shotzi Blackheart has already oh, yeah. been pretty interesting yeah. and. I'm very impressed with the difference in her appearance from the first time we saw her to this past week. She already got new gear. Like mm-hmm. her gear is TV ready now, whereas it was yeah. not before. Right. So I think that's very because you don't always see that. People yeah. don't always recognize they need to do that. Well, um, I think NXT was telling her like you know I think they have a they have a thing to say about that. You can tell that's the difference between like NXT and WWE, and then like you know like. The uh, NWA stuff we watched. Yeah, right? I mean, you can just yeah. tell there's a level that 
There's yeah. a level of polish to it. Yeah, that, absolutely. Like, Not everybody can look as good as Ricky Starks. No. <laughs> All right, we got to wrap this thing Forget up. Ricky um, did you? Was there anybody you? Um, you know, I, you know, like I, I, I think I, I would like to see this year. I would like to see Ricochet in something significant because I think he really is capable of of just just lighting the industry on fire. And, and no, I, nobody else is capable of doing what he does. Is the right? Thing. That's right. that's what I'm saying. And I think he, he right now they've just been throwing him out there Which with no storyline. Well, and that's it. the thing is, I think his talent almost works against him. they need to figure out how to. They need to figure out a good story for him. You know? And the top um, of the WWE here, card feels very. He stagnant. could get a girlfriend who cuckolds him. <laughs> with Bobby Lashley. Oh boy! And I will also say, and I'll just say, you know, I guess because it was on my mind, because tonight, you know, I'd only seen her like wrestle a couple times, but then watching her tonight, and and she just won, she just won the NWA Women's Championship like last night. Mm-hmm. But Thunder Rosa, I think she's legit. She is legit, and I don't, I don't expect her to stay in NWA for long. No, probably not. So, I mean, uh-huh. and if she does, you know, God bless NWA for keeping her and, yeah. you know, hopefully, help, but that division and helping that division, like, you know, with the women, but, um, but she's the real deal. Like some of these, some of these promotions, I haven't figured out women's wrestling yet still, which is stupidly embarrassing for them. Yeah. Uh, but, but NWA is off to a good track with the ones that they have. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're using everybody in that division to the fullest of their capabilities. I think uh, so. Well, and that's one of the things I really like about NWA is it reminds me a lot of Paul Heyman's ECW, where they are they know, highlighting people's talents yeah. and sort of covering their shortcomings. Right? Like, like you're not asking Aaron Stevens to go out and give you like a, a five-star right. Meltzer match. Right. right. Like, Everybody understands like, what they're capable every, of. Everything he does is so... Hilarious, and it's such a breath of fresh air and a change, a nice change of pace that it's welcoming and you enjoy it. Yeah. Plus, the dude's just funny. Like, yeah, he is genuinely funny, and a, and another person who knows how to work the crowd. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, um, so we're going to end by putting Aaron Stevens over, which is not necessarily where I thought we would be, but there it is. You know, it's <laughs> twenty twenty. It's it's twenty twenty is the year of. Uh, Damien Sandow. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, you guys, thanks for sitting down and talking about wrestling. Uh, I'm going to go home and get some sleep and then get up tomorrow and watch a... More wrestling. More wrestling. More wrestling. Yeah. In fact, when you guys the leave, I'm going to watch the... Worlds Collide. I hope you're going to go watch some Dickie Gibson videos or whoever it is you were talking about. We are now on the road to WrestleMania. Yeah, we are. We are. We are, in fact, on the road to WrestleMania. Whoo, buddy, I did not realize we went two hours on that thing, which is okay, because it was a great conversation. We had a lot of fun talking. We covered a lot of different topics, and uh, while we did more complaining than I wanted to do, I think we also had enough positivity in there uh, for me to feel good about it. And look... If you're a real wrestling fan, there's no way you can discuss the business, especially an entity as large as WWE, without lodging some complaints. 
and I can be positive about WWE overall. But there are things that I'm not going to say they don't do well. They don't do in a way that I would do were I them. But guess what? Were I them, maybe I wouldn't be a multi-billion dollar corporation. Who knows? At the end of the day, I like wrestling. And wrestling's fun in lots of different ways. Uh, What else have I got here? Um... I wish I had some cool toy news, but Toy Fair is, like, right around the corner, so there's not a whole lot coming out right now. Uh, Keep an eye on Needless Things Podcast on Instagram. Follow Phantom Troublemaker on Instagram. Uh, I update them both, and I try to keep different content on each one. I honestly can't tell you what my criteria is for what belongs on the podcast page and what belongs on my personal page. But I do put some thought into it, and I try to keep them both interesting when I can post. Um, gosh, you guys, I'm just I'm I'm tired and worn down. I had a meeting after my regular 12-hour shift, uh, but I think I upped my equity during that meeting, which could be good or bad. I don't know. I love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Needless Things Podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vicks employee. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.